0: We just thank you for these next few moments together i pray you'd speak to us and encourage us lord god you lift our eyes to understand that we have a hope and a future personally and collectively as a church in jesus mighty name amen amen you may be seated this morning as i said before welcome to city church it's so great to have you with us this morning i wanted to just quickly before the word just highlight uh, the different leaders in our church going forward into 2022. So you understand who's leading which teams and you understand um, which department leaders are in, involved in the church. And perhaps you want to be involved in an area in the church. You'll know how to uh, who to contact to be able to do that. So as I read out the names of these areas in church, I'm just going to invite the leaders to come and join me on the platform quickly. Kids Church, Anthony Badman, he's actually a good man. He's a champion and we appreciate Anthony and the great work he does at Kids Church. And, and many of the people that are on our platform today are the product of people that have come through Kids Church at City Church and come through the youth ministry. And here they are today ministering to us. And we can never, ever underestimate the importance of kids ministry and the great work that's taking place there. And I want to encourage you, as many areas in the church are uh, struggling for volunteers in this season as people are making their way back to church. Uh, Kids' church is certainly one of those areas where we need to be able to bolster that to be able to run that ministry. And so I want to encourage parents, church families, people that perhaps you want to serve in church, that is an incredible ministry to be able to serve and be part of on a Sunday and you can see Anthony and the team about that but I just wanted to highlight that this morning because it's so uh, fundamentally important to the future, we're talking about hope in the future, we want to see the future of the church come forward, we've got to make sure the next generation knows about the hope that we have in Jesus and so kids uh, ministry is incredible, youth ministry, Dan and Rach Russell come and join us, young adults Mikey and Sam Hussain. I wanted to say all, but it's Hussain. Um, young Families and Creative, Tim and Ali Campbell, come and join us. City Plus, which is the new name for uh, our seniors ministry. Felicity, come and join us. Steve, you can come with Felicity. City Plus, come and join us up here on the platform. People Care is obviously also headed up by Felicity as well. Um, um, Tim Campbell is going to take on the portfolio of the men's ministry as well this year, as well. Oof, 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 come on. Women's ministry, Amy Sattler, assisted by Hudson Sattler uh, this year as well. So she's going to come and join us. Hosts, Will and Sarah Stewart, come and join us on the platform. Love the work these guys are doing in our church. Such a blessing. Mubs and Bubs is headed up by Ali Campbell. Uh, Caretakers by John Sinclair, who's away today. Cafe by Brendan Jones. Uh, Mountains Care, Jamie Happel, come and join us. Emma, you're welcome to come as well um and prayer team pam drysdale come on and an honorable mention to all of our incredible connect group leaders which help disciple people and connect people to the life of the church as well and make that happen but this is some of our department head team and i wonder whether you could just stand this morning for a moment and I'd love if we could just reach out our hands towards this team this morning and really pray for God's blessing, God's favour upon them as they lead us in various ways. In fact, Clive uh, Koopman, why don't you come now? We haven't got you up to pray for a while. It feels like it's, it's wrong if we don't get Clive to pray. But um, as a church family, let's pray for God's blessing on these people as they're leading us forward into the future. I'm going to ask Clive to lead us, but let's reach out our hands and let's pray this morning. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank so... you. Father, we are grateful that you uh, designate people to lead in particular areas. And when you call people to lead, you don't let them flounder, but you give them every gift and every uh, ability that is important for them to have and to know everything that they need to know in situations that they encounter that they've not met before. You give them wisdom. Lord, And we're praying this prayer for all of these people on the platform today. And all of the Connect groups, and every person who leads a group in our church. We ask you, Lord, to bring your equipping and your anointing for leadership in Jesus' name. We thank you for it today, for 2022, fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Over the, the uh, senior pastors um, and over all the board and elders, we pray the same anointing, the same equipping in Jesus' name. Amen. Where did you go? There you are.
0: Thank you, thank you, Clive. Thanks, everybody. Come on, give these guys a huge hand. We appreciate you. Church would not be the same without such an incredible team. You may be seated. It's amazing. So, look, there is a number of areas in the life of the church that you can serve, and I believe there's a screen you'll be able to see uh, all the different areas that you can serve in the life of City Church. And I want to encourage you this year. This could be the year, perhaps if you're not serving on a team already, this might be the year for you to step out and to really serve in one of the areas of our church. There's so many different options for you to be able to be part of City Church uh, and help make what happens happen, but also be able to welcome people home and be able to see people connected into the life of the church. It's so important that we all play our part. Church would be pretty boring if you came on Sunday and Ben was the welcome person on the door. Ben made the coffees. Ben led worship. Oh, gee, that'd be exciting. Ben <laughs> preached the word. Then Ben got afterwards and made coffees and, and connected new people. It would be pretty boring. And to be honest, it'd be pretty small and pretty dull because all of us together is what makes church great. And we all have a part to play. And I want to encourage you to do that and be and, and play your part this year as well. And so we have a card that's on your seat, I'm trying to find where I put it, just here. Have a look in front of you, there's this card here, you may see that on the front of your seat. I wanted to highlight this at the start of the message this morning. We're giving this spiritual growth challenge to everybody that calls City Church home. If this is your home, church, we want to give you this challenge this year. And uh, maybe you're new this morning, and you're thinking, "Wow, this is a full-on challenge uh, for my first Sunday here." Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage you. If you're new this morning, I want to give you the challenge of giving us four weeks. Give us four weeks to check out the church. Give us four weeks to be able to come to four different Sundays and see what church is like. You might get a dud Sunday, you might get me preaching on one Sunday and someone else will be able to redeem it the following Sunday. Uh, You may get different elements of the service but you'll get a bit of a feel for what our church is like over those four Sundays. I don't invite you to do that but this spiritual growth challenge is to really help us grow as a church. We talked about last week that we've got a hope and a future and that's dependent on us understanding the simplicity of the gospel, the way of Jesus, and making disciples so that we're multiplied into the future. We had 12 disciples that have changed and rocked the world and billions of Christians and disciples later because of their decision to follow Jesus and ultimately we want to be able to pass this on to the next generation and so we have this challenge. The first one is personal devotion time. Maybe you're not somebody that's been reading the Bible, or praying regularly, or you really struggle with that rhythm, we're inviting you this year, that's why it's got an up thing, to level up to spend time with God. It says in Revelations, to come up higher and I will show you things that are to come. It's the Holy Spirit's call to all of us to be able to be in an intimate relationship with Him. Personal time with God will change your life more than anything else. This is a challenge to change. These five things listed on here are a money-back guarantee that if you do them, you will grow this year in your faith, you will grow in your spiritual development and you will grow as a disciple and the money's not coming back from me the money's coming back from God because they're all biblical things that are listed that help us to be a disciple of Jesus they're things that are listed in the Acts 2 church that we're called to be and so the first one's personal devotion time reading the Bible praying listening to God sometimes we talk so much we don't take time to listen Just spending time with God, I want to encourage you to do that this year. The second thing is Sunday services. If there's one thing that's been impacted over these last two years across the church all over the earth, it's been the attendance on Sundays. People have dropped off and and I know there's reasons for that. There are people that have got uh, serious medical conditions and things like that that, that that are being careful and many others and many other reasons. But I'll tell you what else is happening during this time. The enemy is infiltrating and using this as a time to set new rhythms for people. And I, you know what I think about sometimes? I think about the, the children in families that they were coming to church and then COVID over this two years stopped them coming to church and their families coming to church and they won't remember that it was COVID that stopped them. They'll just grow up not being in church. And I think about that and I think about that not in a manipulative way, I'm not putting pressure on people, but I think about it in a way of saying, now that's worth fighting for that's worth standing up for and saying you know what no the next generation is God's we're not allowing just the enemy to steal away people's faith change habits on a Sunday change rhythms on a Sunday where now it's just a family day I remember when it was as for me and my house we will serve the Lord but we're raising the next generation to know Jesus the so Sunday services are a celebration. There are a moment where we get together, we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. And that's why there's a down symbol there, because encouragement flows down. The Word of God flows down. Prophecy flows down. Fellowship flows down, and it transforms our life. So I'm challenging you to make Sunday services a, a priority this year. And think about Sunday services. This is not for me. This is for the lost that are coming home. This is for the fellowship and the encouragement and the hope that I can bring to others. This is us taking a stand and saying, no the church ain't going backwards. I'm sick of hearing the church is 30% levels as what it was pre-COVID. Nah, that's rubbish. This is time to take a stand. And now I understand there's safety and things that need to do, but church online is an option as well as church in person. But find a way to gather and connect. Find a way to be involved in church, whether it's in person, online, we're moving forward as the church of Jesus Christ on the earth. Connect groups, Connect groups are so important to your faith. We have, we have this great opportunity to gather as a collective group on a Sunday. But it's in those smaller groups that our faith is challenged, that friendships are formed, that we do life together. We can go deeper in our faith. We've got people that know our prayer requests. We've got people that know what's going on, the trials and the triumphs in our life. And doing life together, if you're in a connect group, you're most likely going to be connected to the church. In fact, when we looked at our church family over this period of two years, the people that have stayed the strongest have been the people that have been plugged into a connect group. They've been most stable in their faith. They've been most connected into the life of the church. They've continued to come. They've continued to invest into the church. It's been those connect groups that have held people in. And it's biblical. In Acts 2, they met in homes and they encouraged one another and they helped each other and they took communion together. And so if you're not in a connect group, the challenge is, and I'm not apologizing for it, I'm challenging you, join a connect group join an area of the church and get involved this year in 2022. Number four is serve. And the symbol is a backwards symbol because so much about our world is about myself moving forward. But serving actually looks backwards and says, how can I pull you with me? How can I serve you? How can I help be able to bend down towards you and lift you up? How can I think about you and not myself? Now I reckon if there's one thing that COVID has done for all of us, and we're probably not all immune from this, is it's really made us in some ways focused on ourself. And everything about the gospel is about sacrifice and being selfless for others. And so we had this kind of mindset shift where the, the world's mentality at, during this time, I've got to protect myself. This is about me and my health and my future. i got to look after me. Really, we've got to flip that and remember this is actually about others. It's actually about how can I sacrifice my life to serve others? How can I understand that what the gospel is all about is about other people? Thank God that we are saved and we have a future in heaven, but there are people to reach. And so there's an opportunity for us to serve when it comes to our finances. We serve the church through our tithes and offerings. We serve the church through our our volunteering and the ways that we can serve on teams that we've already listed this morning. We serve the church when it comes to uh, just time and talent that we have to be able to contribute. And I want to invite you to serve. We've seen across the church, so many people are returning to church slowly, but people aren't returning to volunteering. And so we have a great lack of all of our teams, people being involved and being able to help carry the mission forward. And Kids Church happens because of volunteers. If it doesn't happen, then Kids Church stops. A host team happens because of volunteers, if it doesn't happen, then there's no welcome as people come in. It's all of us playing our part together. And I don't say that to put us down. I just say that to say it is the season we're in. It's easy to think about ourselves and be a consumer. But who knows this? Church is not an entertainment industry. It's an empowerment ministry. And so we're empowering people to know Jesus and to really be impacted by the the life of Jesus. And finally, share your faith. Find a way this year to share your faith. Maybe it's as simple as this. Telling somebody that you went to church on Sunday. Telling a a co-worker that you're a Christian. Maybe it's uh, more extreme to say inviting somebody to church for the first time and, and asking them to come along and check it out. or or sharing somebody, uh, sharing your faith with somebody, or your testimony, your story with somebody, but just taking the opportunity this year to say, you know what, in the midst of these last few years, there is a lot of people questioning what is life about? And we don't want to be the kind of Christians that just sit back in this season while we're riding out the craziness. We want to be leaning into this season and saying, you know what? We want to be taking that lifeboat out and taking it out to people and helping people come to know Jesus and giving the invitation. There's people to win for Jesus. If the vision of the church isn't about winning the lost, then what are we doing? Praise God, we're all on our way to heaven. But there is a world to reach. And so I want to encourage you. I I challenge you this year. Take these five things and say, you know what? I'm going to grab a hold of it this year. I'm going to find my place in the church. And this is going to help build community. Let me read this to you. Acts 2 verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came across them all. I think that's what we need right now, to break out of our comfort and to realize the sense of awe that we have got a relationship with Jesus. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. We've talked about that this morning, believing for miracles. And all the believers met together in one place, church on Sunday. They shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. Church daily? What? One service on a Sunday? i got to volunteer once every three weeks? You're kidding me. They sold their possessions and property and they shared their money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Do you know what the title of this is in the Bible? The Believers Form a Community. And you know what? We've been separated so long, we've been isolated so long over these last few years. New habits are formed, but it's time to form community again. Form the church of Jesus Christ again. Take these things and let's apply them. And I believe, I honestly believe, I don't say this um, flippantly, I honestly believe your life will be transformed as you apply these things because they're straight out of Acts chapter 2. And if we be that kind of church, you know the results? And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And if there isn't an incentive to do these things, then I've got nothing else for you. (laughs) Because that's the reason we do what we do as a church family. I want to encourage you. Let's be part of it. If things don't change, they never change. Until things change you won't see change. So take these things and let's change some of our habits. Let's take this challenge on. Do you hear me this morning? Do you hear my heart this morning? It's not about just forcing stuff upon you. I hope you hear the heart behind it. I honestly believe that lives are transformed on the other side of this and most of all your life. I honestly believe because that is the plan for your discipleship journey to grow as a disciple of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm just going to talk for the next 10 minutes, and then we're going to finish. Hope and a future. We talked about this out of Jeremiah 29 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And we look at these words, know and plans. The Hebrew word is yada, and the Bible uses the word to proclaim God's complete Knowledge of creation. When it talks about that word, no, it says nothing can be hidden from his understanding. God's perception and recognition extend to every act and circumstance. God's knowledge extends to our relationships, our tendencies, our behavior, our talents, and our emotions. So when God says, I know the plans I have for you, he's not doing a guesstimate, he knows. He knows everything about you. He knows what's going to happen in the future of the world. He knows what's going to happen in the future of your world. And when he says with confidence, I know the plans I have for you, that they're good and not for evil, he's not speaking as someone that doesn't know. He's speaking as someone that knows with authority. And so I want you to know this morning what God's speaking over your life is a hope and a future. His plans, the thought, the plan or invention that he has for you, as as the word is described there for that word plan. He knows. Two convictions to live by in 2022. The first one is this. I have an unshakable hope. To Get up every day and say that. I have an unshakable hope. My world might be shaking right now, but I am not shaking because the foundation of my faith is built on Jesus. And that foundation does not move. It does not shake. It's not worried by the season. God's not nervous about COVID. God's not worried about the future. God is our foundation to live by. Jesus is the foundation. He's the hope that we live by. There's been a lot of shaking in this season. Have you noticed that? There's been a lot of things that have been shaken out of people. Commitments have been shaken out of people. Convictions have been shaken out of people. Kindness at times has been shaken out of people. We've seen people's rhythms that have changed and those have been shaken. We've seen discipline change. We've seen faith shaken out of people. Joy has been shaken out of people. There's a lot of misery around. Peace has been shaken out of people. The selfless nature of our Christian faith has often been shaken out of people. And we can find ourselves angry, cynical disappointed, frustrated, and when we look at ourself, when we look to our, look to ourselves, they're all the things that are going to be there in our own strength. So the challenge for us as a church is to build upon the foundation where we allow the fruit of the Spirit to start to transform our life and help us to be able to flow from a different place. It says in Ephesians 6 verse 13, therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after that, you have done everything to stand. Stand therefore. I want to lead a church that stands its ground in the season. I want to lead a church that says, you know what, my conviction that the community of God is somewhere that I'm going to be, my commitment to that, my commitment to my personal devotion time or my connect group or serving God or playing my part is not going to be shaken by the season. I'm going to stand the full armor of God. We want to make disciples, right? Disciple means a disciplined one. It means a sacrificial life. If we want to be consumer Christians and be entertained, we'll never really build the church because all we will create is a bunch of attendees that are coming to an entertainment industry every week. But can I drop the bomb on you this morning? The church is not an entertainment industry. It's an empowerment ministry to equip and empower the saints for the work of the ministry. There is nothing about Christianity that is comfortable. And when we think about Christianity as just a place of comfort, we miss the whole point. Do you know the journey of the 12 disciples? Most of them died a martyr's death. They were sacrificed. They were beaten. They were insulted. They were without money. They weren't influential in their times. There were people that were despised by those that were around them. But yet today, we see the incredible transformation of lives because these disciples laid down their life even when it wasn't glamorous. And thank God for the people that jump on the platform and new songs and all this kind of stuff. That's a portion of church. Do you know the bigger portion is the person welcoming someone at the door for the first time. The person that's serving at Kids Church that's unseen. The person that's making a coffee behind that that wall that you'll never see. All of those bits play their part in helping the church build forward. And that's what we build upon. This hope that's unshakable. This hope that is unshakable, what anchors your life? What's fallen out of your life in the shaking season that maybe you need to refill your life again with? See, we understand that when we talk about hope and a future in the Bible, hope, it talks about waiting and it talks about expectation. That's what hope is. And so in the waiting season, how are we going to respond? I think so much of our life is filled with getting the next thing, busyness. That we can sometimes not take time to spend with god and wait on the lord and allow hope in him to fill us again i've got a quick video it's just two minutes i want to show you on the screen it tells you a little bit, a bit about how your brain works and why you need to have margin to be able to help you live the kind of life that god wants you to live and i want and then i want to give a spiritual um, analogy to that as well so have a look to the screens
2: what happens to us if we never get bored It turns out that when you get bored, you ignite a network in your brain called the default mode. So our body, it goes on autopilot while we're folding the laundry or we're walking to work, but actually that is when our brain gets really busy. So this is my brain in an fMRI. And I learned that in the default mode, that is when we connect disparate ideas, we solve some of our most nagging problems, and we do something called autobiographical planning. This is when we look back at our lives, we take note of the big moments, we create a personal narrative, and then we set goals, and we figure out what steps we need to take to reach them. Here's boredom researcher Dr. Sandy Mann.
0: Once you start daydreaming and allow your mind to really wonder, you start thinking a little bit beyond the conscious, a little bit into the subconscious, which allows sort of different connections um, to take place. It's really awesome, actually.
2: But now we chill out on the couch, also while updating a Google Doc or replying to email. Here's what neuroscientist Dr. Daniel Levison says we're actually doing.
1: Every time you shift your attention from one thing to another, the brain has to engage a neurochemical switch that uses up nutrients in the brain to accomplish that. So if you're attempting to multitask, you know, doing four or five things at once, you're not actually doing four or five things at once because the brain doesn't work that way. Instead, you're rapidly shifting from one thing to the next, depleting neural resources as you go.
2: So a decade ago, we shifted our attention at work every three minutes. Now we do it every 45 seconds and we do it all day long. The average person checks email 74 times a day and switches tasks on their computer 566 times a day. Researchers at USC have found they're studying teenagers who are on social media while they're talking to their friends or they're doing homework. And two years down the road, they are less creative and imaginative about their own personal futures and about solving societal problems. So the next time you go to check your phone, ask yourself, what am I really looking for? Because if it's to check email, that's fine, do it and be done. But if it's to distract yourself from doing the hard work that comes with deeper thinking, take a break. Stare out the window and know that by doing nothing, you are actually being your most productive and creative self. It might feel weird and uncomfortable at first, but boredom truly can lead to brilliance.
0: a challenging thought, isn't it? And I think for all of us, the challenge for us is, do we create space in our day to wait, to hope on God, to spend time with Him, to allow Him to fill us without distraction, without looking at our phone, without jumping to the next task, but even in a spiritual way, just creating space where you can sit, meditate, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, allowing His creativity to bring strength. Well, the Bible would say it this way in Isaiah 40 verse 31, but those who hope or wait in the Lord will renew their strength. Now, little wonder we are so depleted in this generation because we're running around chasing our tails. We're so busy going to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. We do a lot of things in our own strength But may I suggest this morning that Jesus was not like that. He would go out and he would spend time with his father. He would replenish. He would be led and guided by the Holy Spirit as he walked the earth. And when he hoped and he waited on God, then miracles would happen on the other side of that. But I wonder whether we can be too distracted. Because we've been so shaken in this season and this time of busyness and distraction, and this is taking our attention, and this is taking our attention, and this new cycle, and there's so many things to focus on that we can find ourselves focusing on all the wrong things and stop focusing on what is most important, time with God that changes and transforms your life. The final thing this morning is this, you have an unending future. When we add our availability with God's ability, miracles can happen. And I think it's, it's a case of us all taking our future and saying, God, I want to do with my life what you want me to do. I want my future to be marked by you. We talked about it at our anointing service, that passage in Romans 15, verse 30, and it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to see for our church, that we are stepping into the future, overflowing with hope, making faith decisions that are an investment into our future. When we spend time in the Bible or prayer or sharing our faith or bringing our family to church, even when it's a challenge, when we do those things, those small steps of faith have a huge impact. Fast forward into the future. We've talked about this morning, people that are on the drums or or on on instruments or singing this morning that have come through church because their family brought them to church. Their lives have been impacted and transformed by those small acts of faith. Now, I'm a parent. I know it's not always easy to bring your kids to church. But I tell you what, setting up the next generation to be in a community of faith is so important. And I am so sick of the enemy trying to rob people of their destiny in God, their inheritance in God. It says in the last days, many will fall away. And I don't want that to be the story of our church. We're going to be talking about that over the seven weeks of biblical algorithms and how we can stay on track and be the disciple that God's called us to be, and be the church God's called us to be. But I know this, putting God first is always going to lead. to you have in the future that God has intended for each and every one of us? If the team want to come, would you stand with me this morning? I said this last week, you're not an ornament, you're an instrument for God. I love Phil Pringle and he said it this way, he said, Serving Christ is serving others. No matter our gifts, true serving blesses others at our cost. Secure people serve easily. Servanthood guarantees effectiveness. How? How? People everywhere receive far easier from someone serving them rather than from someone selling them. Jesus is better served than sold. People's hearts open to those who help them. They close to those who try to sell them. So yeah, we have a great message. But if it doesn't start with serving God first, that's what opens the doors to hearts on the other side that are going to be impacted and transformed by God so simply this morning I want to say this city church I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a future and a hope your family your business your finances your spiritual life all the things that you're facing right now let's speak hope into them let's speak God's future into them in Jesus name Would you lift your hands with me this morning? I want to pray this blessing over you. Lord, this morning, I thank you that as we've talked about so many things over these last two weeks, it's really all central to being connected with you, Jesus. And I pray for every person under the sound of my voice this morning. I pray that we will be reminded again that our hope is built on you, that our future is being decided by you, not by what the world says, but what you say, Jesus. And I pray this morning into the hope, into the future of every family member, of every person under the sound of my voice, both here and online, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the future is bright. We're sick of the negativity and the noise and the distraction. God, we want the simplicity of the gospel. We want the multiplication of disciples. We want to see, like in Acts chapter 2, people being added daily, the church growing, the simplicity of what it's all about. God, we don't want to drift. God, we don't want to find ourselves moving away from commitment and selfish selflessness. God, we want to move towards it, to a world that has become so self-absorbed and outraged and frustrated. God, we want to give the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray for all of us, empower your church, Lord God, that we all have a part to play. Build your church on the hope and the future that you intend build every life and every person we pray in Jesus mighty name amen amen God this morning as we reflect on our hearts if we've drifted off if we're far from you God if we don't know you God this morning we turn to you we repent of our sins and we receive your love and forgiveness we honor you Jesus and we put you at the highest place in our life the highest place in this church. Build your people. Build your church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's sing with a worship song this morning as we conclude the service.